Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Real Flix podcast. We said we were going to do them, so we're going to do them. Uh, last two, first it was the lobster with just me and Cody, and now we've got Batman the Killing Joke with the whole crew. So All three of us, everybody's here. So uh, like last time, maybe a nice, quick little thirty-minute episode, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on how on how everything goes. And I should apologize in advance uh, because my brain is mashed potatoes. It was up at seven o'clock, and I was roller coastering all day after be- between. <laughs> Two, three and a half hour drives, so... <laughs> it must be nice. It's, uh, yeah, I, I want to go to bed, but I also want to talk about The Killing Joke because I have some hot takes about it. Oh, boy. So without getting... Or, well, let's see. Where, where'd that sentence go? <laughs> Into the ether. All right, let's just talk about The Killing Joke. So, Cody, let's start with you. Whoa! Yeah, sorry. Pulling the fastball. Whoa! Some, what? Just banana. All right, let's let's start with Cody. Yeah, let's start with Cody. Uh, I like I like. What we um uh, what, what, ask me a question? Yeah, let's uh, just give your initial impressions on uh, on the Killing Joke. This is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to, but okay, didn't hate it. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. So as for me, Batman is my guy. Really? really? Batman's my guy. And it takes a lot. It takes like a it takes a Herculean effort to make me not like something Batman related. Boy, it looks like they did it though. And this is not the case here. I loved oh, the Killing Joke. I think I. I <laughs> <laughs> that was tricky, and I don't appreciate it. So, plot twist. Flat twist, just like this, just like trying this to make movie. Me, trying to make me look like an asshole. Well, didn't have to try too hard. I don't want to be the only one who's a total, <laughs> sometimes who's occasionally a total asshole. Like it's nice to have, you know, misery. <laughs> Share the company, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I I really like the Killing Joke. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a great adaptation of the story, and um, I'm interested to talk about it further. So, Josh Needle, let's hear your take. Eh. It was Sorry, okay. did you just clear your throat, or was that an actual word? That was a word. That was a word. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. It, it was. It was. It was okay. Um. It was. I was really underwhelmed, to be honest. Um. It's entertaining. Like I've. There's a couple things that entertain me. It's some. There's a certain. There's some cool things in it. It's cool to see some of the kind of the iconic images and moments that are happening in it. But overall, like as a movie, it didn't really do much for me it was great once the killing joke started it was bad i thought it was better once the killing joke started i wouldn't say great no it wasn't me i loved it once the killing joke started but it was that was so unnecessary (laughs) i know people were talking shit about the barbara gordon part and i agree with them okay it was unnecessary so all right so let's let's dive into this because i am actually I'm I'm coming out on the positive, a more positive side of that, so that's very interesting that we're um, that's become sort of a hot button issue. But essentially, the move the as we've said before on the show when talking about the Killing Joke, the Killing Joke is not a big book. It's tiny. 
Yeah, it's much more. It's like a no. It's a comic book novella, pretty much, where it's just. It's not quite. Um, you know, it's not quite novel length, and it's not quite it's, a full story. It's about it's like fifty something pages, right? It's like two issues. It's a double issue. Yeah. So um, maybe sixty-four pages or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. It's short. So yeah, so we've known all along that, and they've said from the beginning that they're not. It's going to be more than the Killing Joke. Like there's going to they're they're going to add something new to it. And essentially, what they added was a prologue of sorts. I guess, for lack of a better term, or just um, yeah. I, okay, pro. I'll go with pro. pro. So they added a prologue that is essentially. Batman and Batgirl, who is, of course, Barbara Gordon, working alongside each other, uh, protecting Gotham, all that good stuff. And it gets to a point where there's this new crime boss comes about. and who Paris begins... France. I mean, pa- Paris, Paris France. France, whatever his fucking name was. It's so stupid. Well, no, it wasn't his full name. I think that was his like nickname. It was a nickname. His name was like Perry or something, but yeah, still. Francisco or something like that. I don't, the fucking I don't... guy called himself Paris France. I'm not going to take him seriously. Okay. Well, he's a good fighter. But, he's a good um, fighter. Yeah, so essentially he starts taunting Batgirl and she starts to take it personally. So Batman is you know, frustrated frustrated with her and he t- essentially takes her off the case. And <laughs> meanwhile, while Barbara goes to consult the gayest character of all time, one of the great <laughs> gay stereotypes in all of film, <laughs> I know a lot of gay people and they are nothing None of them like are that. like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, one of them kind of is, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it is pretty. It may, might be accurate, but stereotypes um, are there for a reason. Yeah, so she's sort of she's consulting with this guy about how about her feelings towards Batman, and just from the minimal buzz that I heard, I was under the assumption that they were already an item. Did you guys get that same feeling too? I didn't really know much about anything I... going into it, so. Mm-hmm. From what the way they were talking, like I didn't read anything like, like you just said, Josh, but I could tell that she was pining hard for the bat D- dick. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it, I didn't feel. I didn't feel like. I, I felt kind of like you. I mean, I don't know. It kind of to me, kind of just came out. It kind of just. It kind of just happened. And then it was like never acknowledged again. Well, yes, it was. Yeah, it was acknowledged not. in the very in like in the rest of the scene. I th- you see, I think I am ve- I vehemently disagree with you know even with anybody who thinks that this is this was a stupid choice or an unnecessary choice or just or anything really negative about it. Because obviously, cause since I'm on the positive side, but I think that the addition that they made. And the changes and sort of the not stretching out of the story, but the fleshing out of the story. I think that worked really well because there has always been a hint of that with Batman where, you know, even in the dark, like even in something like The Dark Knight Rises, there is still, even when he's private Bruce Wayne, there is still a sense of romanticism about him. And especially with Batgirl, that's not, to my knowledge, you know, I'm not the most well-versed in comics. I mainly know graphic novels. But to my knowledge, there really hasn't been much of an elaboration on any kind of relationship between Batman and Batgirl when, you know, it's... He got her pregnant once. Oh, he did? Well, okay. That's that's fine. Well, then people should understand this more. But it's it's sort of like, um, it's, it's sort of like when you're in the fox, foxhole with somebody. 
what it is is that why people didn't like this was because they came to the movies expecting a Joker story, and what they got was a half an hour of a Batgirl story Mm -hmm. with a villain that nobody cared about. Yeah. And everyone was just, like they even said, the first line of the whole movie is, I know you weren't expecting this. Yeah. Buckle up. We're going to make you sit through it anyway. Okay. That's fair. But I just, for me, I feel like this is really, this is un- unexplored territory. It's new territory. And yeah, maybe, I think maybe the prologue might have shot itself in the foot a little bit by by telling too much about Barbara when in actuality in The Killing Joke, she's not as big of a player as I think the prologue makes her out to be. Even though the Killing Joke was written first, but just overall, I really I thought it was interesting. It got a it kind of got a nervous sort of awkward laughter from my audience, but when I was able to put that aside, I said, you know what, that this makes sense. This is this is interesting. This is new. This is something I certainly have never seen before, and I'm glad that they were able to. I, I'm glad they were able to fit it in here because I do think it fits, and it makes. It, like I said, it fleshes things out a little bit more. So, Josh, from the negative side, just kind of talk about um, how you feel about it, issues you um, have. The whole prologue, I mean, I think it's an end, like, as a, like, I think it was, like, what, 25, 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. It was um, it, an episode length. It was, like, 22 yeah, minutes. as long. just, if if that was, like, just, a, like, a short film in and of itself as, a, like, one standalone story, that by itself, it's entertaining. It's It works fine, even though I don't like the Batman Batgirl thing, it just feels gross to me. Um, it's like a father daughter. Yeah, so I always saw it it's, that. It's way. it's it's like it's like you know you're having sex with your best friend's daughter. Like that's <laughs> kind of what it felt like. And that's okay. dirty. That's fair. That's really gross to me. Um, but just you know ignoring that, everything else, just it it's a nice little kind of companion piece, but it had it had no uh, right being attached to the Killing Joke. I don't think it did. It just felt so tacked on and like, and I don't, I didn't mind that they were doing a prologue. I would have liked to see one that blended better into it and built more towards it. But I actually think it detracted from Barbara Gordon's character and what happens to her in the killing joke side of the story. How so? It, I don't know, because the whole, first of all, this whole thing, while it does, you know, give her more actual development into that, it also feels like it's just kind of adding fuel to the fire as the whole the whole controversy thing about the killing joke you know people are mad about the treatment of barbara gordon you know that's a whole other topic but i just feel like this kind of just makes it feel more like she's just being dragged through the mud through mm-hmm. pretty much the entire story i don't think so because i mean i think i i'll i'll go far and say it. and granted this is a different interpretation of the whole of the story that i think this my point is only enforced if I think a certain way, which I'll explain. But I think that Barbara Gordon and Batman are dragged equally through the mud in this, and just with both the prologue and the Killing Joke, because I'm under the belief that he kills the Joker at the end. Yes, yeah, same here. So, and granted, you know I don't have ev- any evidence to my side, and you know Josh, if if by chance you disagree and said, oh well, he didn't kill the Joker, you don't have any evidence on your side. It's just it's a gut feeling. I happen to think that's what they were leading to. So the fact that Batman has to be put through all of this to not only have a relationship with Barbara, which I'm sure is, I'm sure he's not the only, I'm sure he's not super cool with it on the inside. Like there's, he's made a mistake. 
and I don't see on I in a lot of in a lot of movies, even live action or animated, I don't see superheroes making mistakes too often. They're always painted as the idealist, the per, the one who makes who makes all the right decisions decisions like Captain America, for instance. He's basically portrayed as being the perfect person in the Marvel movies. He's so he's never made a mistake, which makes him less interesting. The, the reason I like I think Batman is great and interesting is because he the writers especially they allow him to make mistakes and i really like how he made a mistake here and he had to deal with it and to that the scene when he when the doctor's poking barbara's feet with a pin and he sees what happens and he sees gort and then he confronts the joker i think that they both get tortured equally as much so i but that again that goes to the interpretation of well what happens at the end of the story so josh what do you think about the end of the story? So um, does that change your view of Barbara Gordon at all? Well, I mean, obviously, in the original uh, story, it's obviously it's left up to your interpretation what happens at the end. I have a problem with the way it's done in the movie a little bit because it felt more. It just was a little muddled for me. It just like because I haven't read The Killing Joke in like a really long time, so I was a little foggy on a lot of the story. But I, I quickly remembered it as I was watching it. Um, but the ending. It felt I wasn't quite. It didn't quite hit me like if I was doing this as like some like a, like somebody who just watching it like has never read it has no idea what the killing joke is. Um, it felt like I wasn't quite sure what the ending was going for, so I didn't feel like it kind of captured that it's what happened. It's up to your own interpretation thing. But as for what I do think happened, I don't think Batman killed a Joker. I think he just he was brought into justice. That's what I think happened. Hmm. So when you say that you think it was muddled, in what way do you think it was? Just, just I don't, I don't know how to really explain it. It's just like the execution of the scene, kind of how it's very, you know, it just you see them, you see Batman laughing, and then it pans down and it fades to black, and then it just ends. Well, that's how the Killing Joke that's goes. Exactly how the comic I, I, I know how it, but it just, it, it for some reason it just felt clearer to me in the comic. I don't know. Hmm. Cody, what do you think of that? Josh says that there's not much clarity with it. Uh, with the ending in the movie, but in the book there is more clarity. Is that right, Josh? I I think so. I don't. I don't. Clarity? Not clarity. It's. I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's just they they do end the exact same way. Yeah, I know. I don't know. For some reason, maybe it's because I just think the graphic novel, like as a whole, is better constructed and like better executed for this story than uh-huh. the movie is, and therefore make it fits better in the. I don't know. But it didn't like bother. It didn't like take make a huge takeaway for me. It was just something I was thinking of. I was like, would a casual someone like understand what's happening right now? I th- I think they I, would because they uh, really that last conversation that Batman and the Joker have is. I think obviously it's great writing because it's you know Frank Miller and Alan it takes more. Oh, you see, they're the same <laughs> in my head. I just can't differentiate. They're yeah. definitely not the same. They're way different in my head. They are. But okay, I, I, that's, all, that's my only excuse. I just they they occupy the same space up there. It's like yeah, you know, so whatever. Um, but yeah, no. So they, I, I I would disagree that I think I think casual audiences and even then I don't think this is really this should be viewed from the point of how a, a casual moviegoer will see it because, because how many casual moviegoers are going to see this? That's that's, that's so true. Was, like that a, was just something that like caught my attention. And but to uh, go to, for uh, not evidence, but and and the reason I think that. Batman kills him at the end is because they he hammers that point at the very beginning of the movie or the sequence I don't know what you want to fucking call it but the killing joke there you go they um 
they just hammer or Batman hammers at that one of us is gonna die if we don't stop. And they're obviously not gonna stop. Batman just gave him his out, saying, I can help you, let me try. And Joker basically says, Nah man, it's not gonna happen, it can't happen. Mm-hmm. So that joke at the end though, I love that the joke at the end of that movie. Yeah, I think that that is one of the sequences where it definitely helps having a voice to hear say that. Because, yes. yeah, I mean, I love graphic novels, but the main frustration for me is that they don't really... They, sometimes they have a difficult time conveying the tone of what of how something is said. So, with the help of that, of of Mark Hamill's fabulous voice, voice oh, acting... Oh, he was so good. He's good, I, yeah. I was able to... I was definitely able to appreciate the, that line and that scene and that sequence a lot more. So... Um, all right, so further likes and dislikes. Uh, let's, I guess let's uh, focus on the voice cast. So obviously Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill are back. Any any complaints? No, they killed no, it. They're, they're great. They're always great. <laughs> yeah. I just – this solidifies in my head more, more and more. Kevin Conroy is the best Batman. Always going to be my Batman. Like I, – and granted, he's got his. It's an easier job for him because he's just he's not having to do the physical things. He just the animation takes care of that. But just the voice is just it just sounds like Batman to me. Maybe Honestly, he could probably do a live action Batman just as well. And he's old. He if they do an old person Batman, yeah, he'd be perfect. Get him in the gym. He's like sixty three years old or something. He's old. Like as shit. Yeah, I don't know. Right. <laughs> but seen J.K. Simmons. <laughs> well, that's a good point. That's a. Really he's also. Good eh, I don't know. I'd rather see Michael Keaton come back before Conrad did. No disrespect to him, but... He, he did. It was called Birdman. Ooh, Savage. Well, that was a horrible film. Ooh, anyway, Savage. <laughs> anyways. Uh, so, yeah, Mark Hamill, Kevin... Or, yeah, Kevin Conroy. Um, I think... Hamill's probably... He's second fiddle as Joker, obviously, but, yeah, for me, definitely for me, Conroy. This just... This sort of reminded me just that... Second how great fiddle as Joker compared to who? Heath? No, never. Yeah, sorry, I, 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 no, uh, what's his face? Mark Hamill is a lot, he's, he's gonna be my Joker. Yeah, no, and that's, I, I totally get that. That's... He's just, he's my childhood Joker, he'll always be the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not Jared Leto, though, he can. Oh, probably not, we'll see. Absolutely. We'll see. I've seen. I'm just gonna hurt ya. God. Anyway, um, other, other notes, Tara Strong, who. It was weird, it was weird. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't because actually, that's I, Harley Quinn mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, once yeah, I didn't recognize it as being her until uh, the credits came up. Yeah, she was also the um the two headed girl that sounded exactly <laughs> like Harley. So that was kind of interesting. But I actually, I never, I did not, um, I didn't recognize her as as Barbara Gordon at all. Yeah, yeah me neither. Yeah. So good voice acting there. Uh, not that, no no other major. Um, casting notes. Did anybody jump out at you? Any performance? Um, I actually, you know what? I'll say this in in the um the the what's it called the backstory part of the story where we see Joker's origin. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he's like you know a still a normal person. Uh, I think uh, that was still Mark Hamill, right? Yeah. Yes. It, it sounded very different. Um, I I thought Mark Hamill did a great job voice acting wise mm-hmm. in the, those scenes because he definitely like you you feel like there's sometimes when you can see you just get a an, someone. Like a celebrity, and yeah. you put them in a movie, and you just have them act. Like but it Kevin shows Hart. that he, it, whatever, um, <laughs> he he does a great job as the rabbit. Okay, snuck um, that one in there. 
Um, but yeah, Mark. It shows that Mark Hamill really is a really gifted voice actor. Oh yeah. So I, I thought he did a great job there. Yeah, and the uh, the little interview that they showed before the movie was really good. Yeah, that was awesome. He just thought- he, he's just such he's such a great storyteller. I just, I love I love Mark Hamill. He's a top five human being. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's hammer in on the animation a little bit. Uh, did you guys like it? Dislike it? I thought it was kind of um, cheap. Yes, exactly. It wasn't what the movie deserved. Really cheap. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't that great. It t- compared to like like my favorite DC, honestly, really my favorite like almost my favorite DC movie period is the Dark Knight Returns like animated movie. Oh yeah. Um, it's like top three for me, but like it's the best animated movie they've done. That movie looks beautiful. It's a very well animated movie. I get it. And, I understand. But Mask of the Phantasm. For its time, that looks great too. Um, I think it looks. That's the best. It's better animation. It's still. It's still great. Yeah, and it's better than this. But and the the animation, this just feels kind of like gen, like generic, stereotypical. What we've been getting from the DC animated movies or like any like Cartoon Network TV show. Mm. I don't. I think I it's mean, way better than that. Some Cartoon Network TV shows have really good animation. I, don't know, I thought. I thought, I thought the animation. Like, yeah, I yeah. thought the animation looked great personally. I mean, and plus it's it's animation, so. I don't really. It's not that I don't care, but as long as it's, it's good, gonna, then it's I'm fine. Gonna, yeah, it's gonna take me out of the movie. So the only yeah, there were yeah there I guess there were a couple spots that maybe could have been touched up a little bit better, but for the most part, it's I think it's pretty good. But yeah, Dark Knight Returns that animated movie is like amazing. Um, other scenes that you guys, other scenes and aspects of it you guys want to talk about. Um, the the finale, the whole Batman Joker uh, uh, showdown, mm-hmm. I thought was uh, well. I, I didn't it. like really love that much of any of the movie. That one whole sequence was fantastic. I loved the whole showdown. Um, it just everything. It, the mirror scene was awesome. Um, and then you had, and then obviously you have Joker's last joke, um, and just that whole back and forth exchange was just done really well from. You know, the way the way it, uh, even the animation was better in that scene and it just it played out really well. And the voice acting between the two is incredible in that scene. So just that mm-hmm. scene, that whole sequence was my favorite part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one of the little things uh, that I guess here's an Easter eggs segment. Um, the only I think there, were, there was one more, but the main one that I remember is that when Batman was in the Batcave, and he was like looking over Joker files. Do you remember? You guys remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. There's that one super famous comic book cover. Yeah, and there's also the Heath Ledger where he's like sitting like Heath Ledger was when he was oh. captured in the Dark Knight. He I was, like, see that one. Yeah, he was like sitting on the bench. That that was that was really cool. Uh, do you guys remember anymore? Did you notice anymore? Not uh, really. Not really anything big. No. I think there's, it, it, there's the one right before. Um, Barbara gets shot where it's Joker or Batman having the Joker in a headlock. And so that was the first time they met. Hmm. That's the first cover to Batman. Except it wasn't the Joker. Oh, but... right, right, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah, I remember Did any of you guys struggle not to laugh during that scene when Joker was talking? Which, uh, which, which one? one? Um, oh, it's a really common... Um, sickness for librarians she thinks she's a coffee book edition oh that was funny i i wanted to laugh so loud but i didn't want to be an asshole 
I I don't I don't even care. I'm I don't. I just do whatever I want to do. <laughs> I live my own life, one quarter mile at a time. <laughs> uh, let's see other th- other things that you guys wanna wanna talk about. Um, I don't know. I just and I guess the main I guess maybe my main issue is that it does my main issue with the whole thing is that it just kind of doesn't pack the same punch that reading the story does. And that's just a comparison thing. So maybe I'd feel differently if I didn't read it, but, Hmm. um, but I just never felt that it, it just, it's all, whether it's kind of just a combination of the kind of not great animation and the, just, I felt that the storytelling of it was, it felt more scattered than it should have been. Um, and also then you have the tacked on prologue and just everything. It just, and then it just all over the place. I'd never quite got to me. Even like the, sh- the, the scene that like, obviously like everyone knows is Barbara Gordon getting crippled. Um, and that should have like really like hit me. And I was kind of just like watching it and it just kind of happened. And I never like felt like, Whoa, that's the big thing. I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> Arkham Knight did it better. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, hmm. That's an interesting take. I think I think it worked really well. But. All right. Uh, let's give it a grade, you guys. Actually, wait. Uh, no. Before we do that, I do want to ask you guys. So, what? What's next? What do, is there a Batman property that you know? Now that we got the Killing Joke out of the way, is there something you guys want to see next? Um, not really. <laughs> I didn't even know I wanted this one. Tell you the truth. Okay. This is, like, one of those things, like, I feel like people who really liked Lord of the Rings when it came out, or, like, the books before the movies came out probably didn't think that it needed to be made into movies. Right. Like, I didn't think that comic book needed to be made I into mean, a movie. I think it was fine. Mm-hmm. Did they, I mean, it's not a specifically Batman, but a Justice League story. Have they done a Kingdom Come animated? No, I don't think so. Yeah. They should They should do that. Yes, they probably say that one for the movie. But... Oh! um i i've i guess my my main two i would like to see court of owls and i would like to see black mirror those are my two two of my favorites at the moment so court of owls is coming to the new season of gotham yeah that's their and they're gonna completely mishandle it well we'll see Uh, i don't know uh does anybody watch that show it's it's gonna get canceled that's why i stopped watching because i know it's gonna get canceled and i just don't want to i don't want to have to deal with that but whatever (laughs) that's fine just emotionally, or anything with Mister Freeze. Just do, uh, just do Mister Freeze. No, just remake Batman Sub Zero. You really don't understand how great Mister. Fr- I'm character Mister Freeze. I don't. That movie is a great character. You can't judge I mean, him just on one movie where everything went wrong. Like, he wasn't the pro. Like he wasn't the problem there. That character was, was the, arc- the writing that was the problem. Yeah, the- so you would, so you admit the movie is terrible. Yes. Yeah, but I enjoy it. That's a big difference. It's a great. That's a fantastic, terrible movie. It's like the room. Except even better and even more terrible. <laughs> it's got to have a sense of humor about things. If you have a sense of humor about things, then you're, you'll be fine. So, um, all right, great. So let's give it a grade. Cody? The tacked on 20 minutes at the beginning of the movie is what, keep, is, what is keeping this from a perfect 10. It's getting an 8. Okay. Uh, Josh? Um, I'll give it a 6.5. Oh, wow, really? Uh, I'm going to go 9. I dug it. It was Batman, it was cool, and there was Joker, and there was Kevin, and there was Mark, and it was awesome. 
and 20 minutes of Batgirl that nobody asked for. Also, a quick question. So with the, with that whole sex scene, what if somebody just happens to, I don't know, look well, out the window? I'm pretty sure Batman kept the cowl on the whole time, so he's fine. I expect. Well, like, it, they're kind of out in the middle of everything. <laughs> that was my main question. Is like, why not just... <laughs> Who's watching? <laughs> why not just get in the Batmobile? If the Batmobile's rocking... There's no room in the Batmobile. Are you kidding me? Exactly. That's what, that'll, that's what it's tiny. Reason. I don't know, I just I, I just imagine somebody just like going to getting up to get a glass of water and just looking outside and seeing Batman. Batman fucking somebody. <laughs> yeah, that would be very interesting. That would have killed my childhood even more than that scene did. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that'll be it for us. Nice quick episode under twenty nine minutes. So we will talk to you next week with a discussion of the Jason Bourne franchise and of course the newest installment Jason Bourne. Cody, have you been catching up? Are you going to catch I up? I haven't even started, but I'll do my best. He'll do he'll do his best people. The second one's the best one. Just so you know. Third one. Second one. Are you Third sure one. the the one with um uh, Jeremy Renner I heard was pretty good. No, it's, it's that, that that's not a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Bourne supremacy is the best. Don't let anybody tell you different. Ultimatum. Ultimatum. No, it's not. I saw that one in the movie theater. Supremacy is better. Anyways, uh, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on Twitter. Shoot us an email, RealFlixPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, leave us an iTunes review, five stars. Tell us what you thought about uh, Killing Joke or tell or just make fun of me. Tell me, break me down. Roast me like a Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, and until next time, guys, I'll talk to you later. Take it easy. Bye, everybody. Later. <laughs>